This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning. Welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm great. It is Monday, December 9th, and... It's December. That's just still blowing my mind right now that it's December, but I have been so thankful that we've had some beautiful weather. Yeah. It really makes my day. It makes my month. I really like from Thanksgiving to Christmas a ton. Like it's, I think it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. I love the the meals, the times with family. I love all of the parties and the fun things going on. It's a lot of chaos. I know people tend to be pretty busy, but... I really, really like it, and uh, I've been thinking a lot this year about just trying to make more moments during this time, like mm-hmm. do things that we can always look back on and go, wow, I'm so glad that happened, and it doesn't have to be like crazy awesome. Yeah. Some but would call it the most wonderful time of the year. It sure is. I've heard, you know, so very exciting, lots of fun stuff happening. We have our Christmas Eve services coming up in like 15 days, so we want, actually, Christ, we're going to have Christmas Eve Eve then Christmas Eve at all, Christmas Eve Eve at our Merritt Island location and Christmas Eve at all our other locations. So we would love for you to join us for that. It is Christmas Eve is like a time where people who don't normally go to church, who have never been to church, will come to church. And so yeah. that part of it is super exciting to me. And you know what? It's also a time to come back to church. Yes. Like if you haven't been around in a long time or you've always wanted to try East Coast Christian Center, like, you know, you're like, man, I just, you know, you just haven't done it and mm-hmm. you've been thinking about it. Yeah. It's a great time to come. Just Check it out, get involved. And, uh, you know, it's going to be incredible. We'll do Christmas caroling and great message, mm-hmm. awesome music. Family friendly service. Family we'll have friendly. child care up to three years old. Yeah. And then uh, four and up will be in the service with us, which is always so, so fun. So it's a short service. Yep. We take communion. It's a really, really fun time. Really encourage you to do that. And Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve, get your tickets online at eccc.us. We do tickets um, so that we don't oversee a service and have to put people in waiting rooms and we don't want to do that we've we've had that happen to us before and so the only reason and the tickets are obviously on our part free yeah it's just a way to secure a seat yeah it's it's a really good way to do it so this is morning breath our drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day and we are uh, starting a new book of the bible today we're starting in philippians which is an awesome book of the bible i love it if you want to know more about morning breath you can go to our website at eccc.us or you can get our podcast download our app it's called the east coast app or you can call our church office at 321-452-1060 to get all the info that's right yeah So we are in Philippians 1, and I'm going to read through verse 15. Perfect. I must say to you, read. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed, to all the saints, God's people, in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in every remembrance of you, always offering every prayer of mine with joy and with specific requests for all of you. Thanking God for your participation and partnership, both your comforting fellowship and gracious contributions in advancing the good news regarding salvation from the first day you heard it until now. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. 
It is right for me to feel this way about you because you have me in your heart as I have you in my heart. Since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the good news regarding salvation, all of you share in his matchless grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus, whose great love fills me. And this I pray, that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth, in real knowledge, and in practical insight, so that you may learn to recognize and treasure what is excellent, identifying the best and distinguishing moral differences, and that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, actually living lives that lead others away from sin." filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, so that his glory may be both revealed and recognized. Now I want you to know, believers, that what has happened to me, this imprisonment that was meant to stop me, has actually served to advance the spread of the good news regarding salvation. My imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become common knowledge throughout the whole Praetorian Imperial Guard and to everyone else. Because of my chains, seeing that I'm doing well and that God is accomplishing great things, most of the brothers have renewed confidence in the Lord and have far more courage to speak the word of God concerning salvation without fear of the consequences, seeing that God can work his good in all circumstances. Some, it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry toward me for no better reason than a competitive spirit or misguided ambition, but others out of goodwill and a loyal spirit toward me. All right, verse 16 The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For if I am going to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. And yes, I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ, Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Without being frightened in any way by those those who oppose you, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had. And now hear that I still have. Amen. Amen. So Philippians was written by Paul, and he was in prison when he wrote this. And when I think of that, and I think of how he's writing, and first of all, he starts it out by by thanking um, his friends and thanking God on in remembrance of all his friends and praying for them and um, he's thinking of them with joy and he's making specific re- requests for him for them. It's just as like so amazing to me to know that he is in jail and he's he's struggling. He's in a place. It's 
it probably wasn't a great place to be at all. We know this. And yet he is still filled with this joy. And it just makes me think of this joy that has to be, and we know it only comes from the Holy Spirit, that he can be in these dire times in a place of prison, literal literal prison, and he's still filled with this joy and able to think of other people besides himself, right? He's not sitting there wallowing. And uh, it just reminds me of of the difference between this joy and happiness and this joy that he's experiencing is this only found in the Holy Spirit. It's only found because he he knows Jesus and he has the presence of the Holy Spirit in him. So I'm just always amazed by that very thing. Well, I like that um, there was joy but, and also thankfulness. Like, And I think that there's a link between the two. I see that a lot in the Bible, that mm-hmm. you're thanking God and then joy follows thanksgiving. Uh, I always you know, think about that thanks, thankfulness and gratitude really uh, dismantles the, the negative emotions and negative thoughts that we go through when we're it can destroy depression. Thankfulness can kill depressive mm-hmm. thoughts and kill those seeds that get planted. Bitterness can be destroyed and fear can be destroyed and all these things that like are planted in our heart. And of course, when I when I talk about depression, it, there's different levels of depression. Um, and there's the there's a point of depression and that's a clinical nature and that you, you know, you, you need counseling and all of these things and, you know, all of that to treat, but thankfulness is a weapon against that. And really it's a weapon against the type of thoughts that create depression and Mm -hmm. the quite, the type of things that begin to build these big, you know, diagnosis over you, thankfulness, thanking God. Um, you know, you think about what you're going through in life. And if you think about all the bad things that are going to happen, that can beat you down. And over time, that's all you're focused on yep. and you can't get out of it. And you, your mind is overwhelmed by it. Your body, your soul, your emotions, everything is getting overwhelmed. But if you constantly go back to Thanksgiving, um, there's all sorts of prayers in the Bible that talk about pray with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with prayers, with askings and with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I love the link between thankfulness and joy and we just went through Thanksgiving, our holiday, mm-hmm. as a, as Americans. Yep. Um, and one of the main reasons why that holiday exists and still exists today is to give God thanks for the things that we have, for the 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 harvest, right? That was like the pilgrims, yep. you know, for the harvest, and uh, or the blessings or the house. Um, two weeks ago, there was a message, and uh, by Pastor Dan, he preached it, and he said, "What's something that?" you should be thankful for, but you're just not. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, there's probably so many things or a few things that are huge blessings and I'm just not thankful for it. I'm just like, whatever. I thought about our minivan. Um, (laughs) It's it's a great van, but oh my gosh, sometimes like you go back where the the children sit and this is like, what is Back here right now. <laughs> so let's just be honest. I am not one of those moms who doesn't let her kids eat in the car. I am like, do whatever you need to do to get sustenance and whatever. And so, you know, we have kids and, and they eat and they're messy and they're not, you know, I could probably make them be cleaner, but I just, it's, you know, I got other, so many other things in life to think about. Other people's vans are pristine. I could name people like moms that I know whose vans are just always pristine. And I just don't have it in me to to get to get there. So well, you have a, a really nice pristine house. You keep the house very very yeah. very clean and like 
hey, let's invite some people over. You're like, oh, no, this house is a mess. I'm like, <laughs> where? There is not a mess in sight. Like, yeah. you keep your house really clean. But let me tell you, our van, holy <laughs> moly. Like, sometimes you're just like, you're like, you need like a paint scraper to scrape off like old French fries oh, or, yeah. you know, Coagulated goldfish. <laughs> a can of uh, yogurt that's just like literally now like a block of cheese you know you're just like what is this and i'm we exaggerating just made cheese. it's amazing <laughs> it's a science experiment that's what that is and uh you know you know you're not always thankful for like those type of situations but we got a van yeah. i mean come on like how awesome is that so many people don't have don't have even a car or a van if they wanted one they'd kill for our van they'd, they'd love to have our van and yeah we're like ah this van this is a piece of junk i mean it's an awesome van i it, love that it's, van it's not new. It's it's over a decade old. It's it's awesome though. Yeah. Like and remembering like another one. Family. Sometimes we're not thankful for our family. Sometimes yeah. we're just like we're annoyed at our family. We're like, man, family mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, gotta get together with the family. Yeah. You know. Well, I was thinking about this because, you know, I'm my parents were divorced when I was younger and so I have this always had this split you know, spend time with my mom, spend time with my dad, the holiday thing, always this back and forth thing. And now married, I have this third family adding in. And then my brother and sister-in-law are coming into town. And so I was even talking to you about how are we going to see everyone on that day? And it could be very chaotic to go from here to there. And those people need to see this person and, you know, all of those um, interesting dynamics. And yes, I could get caught up in the, oh, it's going to be so stressful. Or I could be like, oh my gosh, what an amazing thing to have so many family members to split myself between, right? It's just totally exactly one of those things. Yeah. Or you get annoyed at your own job and you're just like, oh, I got to work all of these hours oh my gosh, and earn money to pay your bills. You know, yeah. like, come on. We get complaining about a lot of things and yeah. lack of thankfulness. If we were like, I've got a job. Yes. Yeah. There are so many problems at my job. I will solve them all mm-hmm. and I will get promoted. It's all pers- I will get paid. Perspective and thank, like you said, attitude of gratitude and that thankfulness. And I think that was such a good question your dad asked. He's, what do you need to be thankful for? A, B, what is the thing that you should be thankful for that you're not? Yeah. And then C, what is the thing that you're still believing for? You know, pray and ask God about it. And I will say, I had this in my notes to plug, is that powerful prayer series that we have done for the two weeks prior. Now we're in our Christmas series, our perfect Christmas, which if you if you haven't come, you have to come. It's, it's been, Christ in the middle of your mess. Yes, because Christmas can be a mess sometimes, but it's fun. We're all in the same place. And so we want you to join us for that. But if you were not able to listen to the Powerful Prayer series, all of that's available on our app and it is life changing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's really good. Um, let's see. I had one thing that I wanted to talk about. It's the very beginning. It was actually before the thankfulness part. Mm-hmm. And it says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at this place called Philippi, Mm -hmm. together with the overseers and deacons. And some reason that just stood out to me, um, the together with the overseers and the deacons. Deacons here is referring to Christians designated to serve with the overseers, which are elders and leaders, um, the overseers of the church in a variety of ways. Okay, so Paul and Timothy... You've got basically the apostle of the church, the local apostle over that part of the church of Philippi, and then you have the overseers. These are the leaders 
over the deacons who are specifically serving and they're together. They're mm-hmm. all God's holy people and they're together doing the work of the ministry in the church. And what I loved about it is sometimes we can have this perspective like pastors are in the ministry. Pastors are in full-time ministry. Pastors uh, are these people that love God and do all the works of the ministry and they're they're special, uh, they're different, they're whatever. And I love this verse because it just kind of blows that out of the water and it really just shows you you've got apostle, a pastor, uh, actually two apostles, multiple overseers, deacons working together Mm -hmm. to build the church. And I know as a pastor that I can't do ministry at all without other people saying like, I want to be a part of that. Oh my gosh. In yeah. fact, the more people that are like, not only do I want to be not only do I want to be a part of that, I want to lead that. Mm-hmm. I want to be in charge of that. I want to own that piece of this. Like get let give it to me. Like I'll go feed the homeless. Like, no, I'll show up early and I'll set up. No, I'll stay late. I'll I'll break down a church in a high school. No, let me be I want to be in the worship team. Like I'll lead a team. Like when that's happening, there's such a synergy and a holiness to that. God's holy people, right? It's people that are willing to lead. People are willing to teach. People are willing to serve. People are willing to oversee. People are willing to submit and follow one another and, and submit to leadership. In all of that kind of going on right there, there's such a power. Um, and that's really how the, the early church grew into the worldwide global church mm-hmm. that is what we see today across the entire world yeah. is people said I'm in. And so I just wanted to encourage you, like, if you're not in on church, if you're not in there serving, you need to get serving somewhere, like get involved, step up. Like yeah. it's not the pastor's job. If you're not getting fed at a church, then start feeding somebody then. Like mm-hmm. maybe you'll get fed feeding somebody else. Oh, that's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> I'm just not getting fed, brother. I just left that church because I'm not getting fed. Well, are you feeding anybody? Yeah. Well, oh, snap. You know, like, come on, like start feeding some people around you, you know, plug into a church that will, will, will allow you to be involved. If you're not, if you're not allowed to serve at a church, and I don't even know a church that qualifies for that, but if you were not allowed to serve because they just don't want you, like not because of anything like, you know, whatever illegal or something like that, cause that does happen. But, um, then find a place where you can just plug in and start doing the work of the gospel. You need to do that. It needs to be a priority for you. That's an assignment for each one of us. If we are believers, then we are supposed to be doing the work of the ministry. It is not just the pastors. When I hear people say that, I'm like, you're missing it because that is your call to do that too. Like you are supposed to pastor the people in your sphere of influence. You are Jesus with, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus to those people at your job, to those people in your neighborhood, to those people everywhere you go, you know. And in your church. Yeah. Like your church, you're called to minister to yeah. people around you and you're supposed to be a church is a body of people. Yeah. It isn't a building. Yeah. It's people and you just like you got to be a part of that. And it's people being activated into the special gifts and talents that God has given them because every one of us has been created with gifts and talents within us. And unless you're tapping into those, then the church is missing something and it's missing you. You know, I love that thought. Yeah. And I will tell you, I it's one of my joys to find the potential in people. Mm-hmm. And when maybe no one else could see it or even when they can't see it themselves, yeah. like I pray 
that God shows me the things in people that aren't seen in the moment Mm -hmm. are difficult to see that I can go grab and say, Hey, I see this in you. Like I want, I think you can do this. Like, come on. It's one of my biggest joys to look back at some of the people um, that I've had the opportunity of just being one of the first people to notice. Um, Eventually I, I hope someone else would have noticed, but like I, I don't take pride in it in a prideful way, but I just I find it such an honor. I guess as a pastor, my main job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It mm-hmm. isn't to do the ministry. It's right. to equip people. In order to equip you, I got to see it and believe in you. And I just I love doing that, like yeah. empower other people, help them find it. Can it be a mess? Absolutely. It's an awesome mess, though. I mm-hmm. love that kind of mess. I'm in on that mess, and I I just think you got to get around somebody and people that are going to see the see the best in you and see what God sees in you and call, and it, call out. it out. Mm-hmm. And then you do you get to do that to someone else, and the cycle continues. It's awesome. I like verse six. It is uh, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that He who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect it and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of His return, and that. That verse is just encouraging to me because it reminds me that we are all a work in progress and that we are not ever going to arrive to anything on this side of heaven. We are all working. And so we might as well enjoy the journey. I love Joyce Meyer's whole ministry is called Enjoying Everyday Life because that's what it's all about. It's enjoying the process. It's realizing and recognizing that everything we do whether it's quote unquote spiritual or not, it doesn't matter. Everything we do, we do unto the Lord. So when I'm folding that laundry, if I have the attitude of I'm doing this for the Lord, I can I can look at it like that. God is com- he's completing that work that he started in me and everything I do, I can do unto him. And then the perspective shift is I can have joy in everything that I do. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think I, what I what I saw, Paul is calling out the best things in people when mm-hmm. he writes this down. Look, you can be confident of this. That God who started this good work in you, he's going to carry it on to completion yep. until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul is seeing the best in somebody and seeing God's plan for their life instead of seeing the worst in people. And the, the thing is, as much as I love to see the best in people, it is so easy for me to see the worst in people. Yeah. It is so easy for me to be critical and be a complainer and be, you know, judge, prejudge them before I even hear them open their mouth. And, and I think that I, I think the devil knows that even in, in myself, God's put in with me an ability to see the best in people. And because of that, there's oftentimes a twisting of that. The enemy will come in and try to corrupt that to help you see the worst mm-hmm. in people and and be a judgmental, criticizing person. And so I fight that tooth and nail. And, and the way that I fight it is, is, is I just look as anybody can call and see the dirt in somebody. But mm-hmm. can you look past the dirt and see the gold? Yeah. You know, and I think that's why it drives it drives everybody crazy. When you're sitting around a group of whiny complainers mm-hmm. who are just criticizing, meh, 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 yeah. and you're just like, shush, shut it. You know, like yeah. it drives you crazy because the hope is that people aren't saying that about you. Exactly. I think that you when know, I'm in those like, positions, like, gosh, I hope people don't sit around and talk about me like this. <laughs> you know, they might, they might. <laughs> and you know what? I would prefer that they go do that somewhere else yeah. so I don't have to deal with the nonsense. Yes. You know, um, go talk about me, but so I can't hear, so yeah. I don't, so I don't care. Well, I think um, that's a good point that you said about we, 
need we can often see the the bad stuff in other people and call that out but in ourselves i think that we can get frustrated real easily with not arriving yet like oh this is taking so long i feel like i should have done this already i feel like i should have conquered this already i feel like i shouldn't be going around this mountain again and all that stuff but this verse should encourage us he who has begun a good work in you which he has begun in all of us because he is the author and finisher of our faith. So he started this thing. He's going to finish it. And along the way, he's going to perfect right. and complete it all until the day of Christ Jesus. Right. He says, because of your partnership in the gospel. And then he goes on to say that God will complete the good work in you. Like, have you partnered with the gospel? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Then now take some steps towards that. And God will complete that good work in you. There's a promise right here in Philippians chapter one. That's right. We'll be back in just a second. We're going to take a break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. With buying and selling homes in the Melbourne, Florida area, Pineapple Farms is here to assist you. Pineapple Farms, serving Brevard County since 2011. For more information, go online to pineapplefarms.com or call at 321-426-0081. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. So we've been in Philippians chapter 1. We're just finishing up, and I have to read this verse again. Verse 12 says, Now I want you to know, believers, that what has happened to me, this imprisonment that was meant to stop me, has actually served to advance the spread of the good news regarding salvation. And I just want to remind someone out there, someone needs to hear this, that God wastes 
nothing. Whatever has gone on in your life in the past, whatever you're in the middle of in the present, he is wasting nothing because if you truly believe what the Bible says, if you have given your heart to Jesus and you believe what the Bible says, it it says that he takes, God takes what the enemy meant for evil and he will turn it for good in your life. And so right now you can just switch your perspective. You can put your faith out there and trust that what you have been through in the past, what you're going through right now, it will not be wasted. God is working all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And that can be you. All you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So it's simple as that. So we love you. We hope that you do that. We hope that you give your heart to Jesus if you've never done that before. And we hope that you join us tomorrow. So have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.